Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound as episode 419 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, and of course, of course, blah, easy for me to say. Joining me as always, Big Underscore Bane, rocking them switches. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. You know, I really like having the music underneath us when we talk. Do you? You know, it's like in the beginning, as, as opposed to over the top of us. Well, yeah, like, like it's Stallone too, style, too damn loud. Yeah, our, our, my head didn't turn backwards for that. Yeah, uh, well, because you're not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> but. But I, I think I ought to just, you know, extend it. I ought to make it longer, like about five minutes, just during this whole intro, intro segment. Just, just underneath us the entire time. Oh, I mean, you're running the switches. Make it happen. That means I have to take it home and hook it up to my computer. It's too much work, isn't it? Edit the song and make it longer. and That's yeah, a lot of work. Too much. Well, it's 419, man. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. When I say a lot, not a ton. We have some stuff to talk about. We got some wrestling talk. We got some movie and TV talk. We got some toy talk, uh, dude. It's actually kind of a warm day today. Yeah, isn't it? Like that's Oklahoma weather for you, right? Straight up bullshit. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Although, like I will say, it, it's been kind of nice, like having the windows rolled down again. You know, like because I like to drive with the windows down. I'm that type of guy. You're that kind of guy. I'm that kind of guy. I, like if I don't need the AC, you know what I mean? Like I'd rather just. Have you're, the windows down. You're like, I want to be one with nature. One with nature. Hell, I'd walk around barefoot if it wasn't for them, you know, slippery snakes rolling around. You know what I mean? That's the only reason you don't walk barefoot? Yeah. I mean, like, out, out in the grass and stuff like that. What about broken glass? Well, I don't have to worry about broken glass in my in my yard. You say that. What till you step in some, pal? Life changer. I've, I mean, I've never... There's no bottles anywhere in my ground. That you know of. Why would there be bottles in there? I don't know. Come on, Breaker. What the hell? Where the hell do you live, pal? I will not anywhere with broken glass. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I neither. wear shoes just in case. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, obviously, stepping on a snake would be a bad day, all in all. Well, I, I'm not worried about stepping on them as much as I am, you know, because we, we, uh, I, I've never seen them personally, but uh, my part of town gets the vicious ones sometimes. 
And Never fun. I I've only seen the uh, the the black king snakes and the the good buddies. I got one that hangs around the house that I call Jake. Okay, but, but it's eats all the field mice and shit like that. Which is which is great. Yeah, he, he's like an unofficial pet at the house, pretty much. Yeah. You know, I could see that. Yeah. Well, we got some wrestling talk. Like I said, we got some movie talk, toy talk. Um, man, it's it's weird that we're in February and we we have the warm weather. You know, like isn't it yeah. like it's been a weird season this year. It's so like this time last year, I don't know if you remember, this is when the big snowstorm was last year. And it was like negative 15. Yeah. And like Valentine's day was when the snowstorm happened and like our entire town just completely shut down because it was way too much. Mm-hmm. And, um, now I, this winter has been weird because the pattern has been like, it will dip down like below freezing, stay there for a couple of days. And then it's like warms back up to like 65. And then it'll dip back down, warm right back up. It's like it hasn't been consistently cold. Right. Like it normally has. I mean, even if we don't get snow, it stays pretty chilly outside during the winter. Usually, yeah. And what's weird is that we're at that weird point where it's like you bundle up to go outside. Yeah. But then you're like, damn, it's actually kind of hot out here. I know. It's a weird feeling. I've been I've been uh, leaving my heavy coat at home because I'm like, I'll just be cold for about an hour because I know I'm going to be hot. Yeah. And I'll be wanting to take everything off. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I know with that big snowstorm we had last year, I think this year they actually canceled school before any snow hit. Preemptive strike, yes. And isn't that weird? Like we and I would love to get opinions of people that live in like the northeast or the northern part of the United States, like when they, they deal with a lot of cold weather, a lot of snow, a lot of ice. Mm-hmm. We don't really get that here, so when it happens everyone kinda goes into panic mode. Yeah. And it's like, Oh god, we gotta cancel everything. Yeah. We usually get one a year. Right. And and sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's not. Yeah. Last year was bad, but it's like that's on everybody's mind. Like, oh God, we gotta The wound's still fresh. It's yeah. like there's no snow on the ground yet. Like <laughs> wasn't even ice on the ground yet. Well, we could get it though, you know, <laughs> and no, it didn't yeah. happen. So that that never happened when we were kids. No, it didn't. Yeah. And like of course you see all the memes now where people are like as kids we had to like watch the T V screen, watch it scroll. Yeah, that was closed. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah, because I'd be sitting there like dog ass tired like trying so hard to keep my eyes open and it's like uh, i'm not seeing it i'm not seeing our name well we're gonna have to go to school there it is we're closed yeah yeah, yeah. what a what a thing man i go back to sleep for about three more hours pretty much and then you know get up to watch the prices right <laughs> damn right <laughs> i love it anyway uh let's uh, let's dive into our wrestling talk here let's do it well here i am again talking a little pro wrestling while breaker and bay take a little break cracking them buying energies listen to me you two sons of bitches get ready to talk wrestling stone cold out oh hell yeah thanks stone cold shout out stone cold big underscore bane you ready to rock walk through that forbidden door yeah yeah i'm ready to slam it shut breaker what do you think about that term a lot of people are not liking that term i just don't like buzzwords like i think buzzwords are dumb because it's like we had terms for it beforehand, but it's like it's same thing with effing uh, you know, moving the needle. Yeah. Like, this is dumb. Just say, you know, he popped ratings. Just say the ratings were higher when he was on or something like you know what I mean? Like Right. We don't ratings are consistently going down by and large over the last ten years. Yeah. So no one's moving the needle, no you know, moving. like and, that's the problem. And, but my, I think my big problem with it is not so much that like people in the business use those terms because obviously there's plenty of wrestling terms that I've, I've learned just from talking to you, you know, over the past like 10 years, um, doing this, but like, 
I, I it's not it's not an issue with the terminology. It's the issue I have of like all these smart marks and the douchebags because it's like now they use it in every damn tweet that they tweet just to sound cool. And it's like you guys are ruining this for everyone, you know. And that's been a problem you've had for a while is that the marks themselves ruin it for you and your fandom, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like every little thing just pisses. I want to get all the smart marks in a room and just fight them. <laughs> just fight so them all. So angry today. <laughs> it's like, that's it. One at a time. Just yeah. <laughs> First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Yes. Just one at a time. They come and attack me, and I will beat them down. Sorry. You're very salty loud. today. That was loud. You got a case of the red ass. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's <okay>. chapped. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So we obviously will talk about this. We saw the, the official debut of Keith Lee in AEW. Um, pretty much the day he got released, I think everyone kind of saw this coming, right? Yeah. He's a great fit for AEW. He makes sense to go there. He was a guy WWE could never quite figure out what to do with. Yeah. Which is weird because... They didn't need to do anything, but they felt like they did. Right. And so, you know, like he shows up on the main roster and it's like, okay, no more hoodie. Let's do a singlet. No more of that cool music. Let's do something else. Like, a, let's do a generic rock theme. Yeah, just yeah. all these things. And like I said, I think what makes Keith Lee specials is pretty much just him being himself. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you have that, the problem is it's like you take guys that are in power they try to put their own little stamp on a guy. Yep. Oh, well, what can we do to make him better? Well, it's like, what, what else can you do? Like, the thing about Keith Lee, his greatest attribute could also be his greatest negative, and there's not a lot different you can do with him. Yeah. He's not going to be the most versatile guy, but he's so marketable because he is so unique mm -hmm. in himself. And that's the, the thing I, I think is so lost with, with WWE at times is they take a guy who can be – you can put him anywhere on the card and he makes sense. Yeah. But it's like they couldn't figure out what to do with him. And it's weird to me. I don't get it. Yeah. It, he, um, I mean, I, I get you can't immediately push a guy to the moon, you know, when you have a, a huge uh, roster. But, like, he's a guy that could easily have fit right in with a Randy Orton, you know, uh, easily have fit right in with the Brock Lesnar we saw at the Royal Rumble. I mean, it's like, I think he worked with Orton, too, didn't he? Didn't he pin him on Raw? He might have. I don't. I don't. I really think early remember. on he did. Everyone was like, well, "Holy crap!" Yeah, and it's like this is a guy that like could be a main eventer for years to come. And you kind of just pissed it all away. It, it's one of those things. Like, look at a Kevin Owens. But if they changed everything about him, he wouldn't still be with WWE. Yeah, like if he came out in the singlet and things like that. Well, if it was someone was like, "Oh, you're okay. You're Kevin Owens. You're from NXT. Okay, let's do a singlet. Okay, yeah. let's." Uh, Which didn't. Am I right? Did he rock a singlet in a ring of honor for a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But he never, I guess he never liked it from what I gather. And yeah, it was kind of a thing where, eh, okay, we need to break away from the shirt and the shorts. So I didn't, when he first showed up the NXT, I never really liked the look, but it grew on me. And now I don't think I want to see him in anything else. Like I think the Hardy it, boys in the right, kickwear. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, it's different, but it fits him. Same with Keith Lee. Like I, I thought the, the small biker shorts were weird at first. Cause he is such, such a big dude. But it's like, now if I saw him in anything else, it'd be weird. Like a singlet? Yeah. 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 The singlet just was like terrible to me. Yeah. His body is not fit for a singlet. Right. It's it just, it's, you have to go with who you are. Yeah. Like, if, like, I guess when Steve Austin was the ringmaster, they tried to put him in a green singlet. Oh God. And according to him, his exact quote was, homie, don't play that, which yeah. I thought was 
pretty Perfect. funny. Yeah. But I mean, like, could you imagine Steve Austin in a singlet? No. It doesn't look right. No. I mean, it's just, or like Randy Orton in pants. It would just be like, yeah, yeah. that's weird. You know, like yeah. you have to, the guys, what they wear is very much like who they are, I think, as far as their gear and stuff like that. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird that WWE dropped the ball so hard on Keith Lee because he seemed like a layup and in almost every category you'd put him in. Yeah. And when he got opportunities, in my opinion, he succeeded 100%. The stuff with Roman yep. at Survivor Series was great. Yep. A couple months later, he's in there with Brock Lesnar. Yep. You feel like, like okay, they're on track. Because with the Brock Lesnar thing, he was still on NXT. Oh, see, I didn't realize that. I thought, yeah. okay. So he hadn't been caught the same. So it must have been the same with Survivor Series then. Yep. He was, he was, well, that was like the NXT WWE Survivor yeah, yeah, Series yeah. thing. And he but was. But you noticed they didn't do that last year. Right. Yeah. Um, well, no, they wouldn't know anybody. Well, all right, <laughs> Nobody but, would know yeah. anybody. Like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. You know. But um, it was, to me, it was almost like systematically, it's like, okay, we'll do Survivor Series with Roman. Mm -hmm. Okay, he did well. Let's do Rumble with Brock. And you brought up before we started recording, he got more on Brock than almost anyone in that entire match. Yeah. And and then it's like, then he got called up, I think, shortly after WrestleMania. Because mm -hmm. he remember, he won the NXT title and was the North, North American title. Yep. And... And it was almost like they were like gearing him up to be a big deal. He gets called up, and quickly things change. I know he had some health issues in there as well. Yeah. But even before that, all of a sudden there's new music. That's weird. Okay. Whatever. Yep. Let's switch him to a singlet again. Yep. Why? And then let's call him the Bearcat. Yeah. Which my theory is it's he's as big as a bear, but he's quick as a cat. Yeah. He's the bear cat. Yeah. You know, and Which everyone's probably just, very accurate. And everyone's like, brilliant Vince. Yeah. You know, you are such a genius. Yeah. And I think Keith Lee with that was just trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know, well, no, and I get he's probably just rolling with it, trying yeah. to be a team guy because that's what most people try mm -hmm. to do when they're there. It, to me, it's like Carrie and Cross wearing the demolition mask. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't, I, I don't get it with him, man. And, uh, Weird. What'd you think about Keith Lee coming out as the uh, big surprise? So uh, last week we talked about the forbidden door and I, I remember saying if it's anybody but Bray Wyatt, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. thought that was going to be the case uh, with Keith Lee, but then I saw Keith Lee walk out those doors and I was like, holy shit, this is badass!" And you, you know, you see the reaction from the crowd, you hear his new theme song, uh, you see he's got his old gear back and it's just like this is him you know this is this is awesome this is what he needs to be doing it was it's so weird because like basically everything that he was in nxt is now with the exception of it's new music but yeah but, i mean that's which you, is it's fine but you, you know you're gonna get new music when you sure it's, it's copyright things yeah. but now they put him in aew and he's like almost exactly like he was in nxt right it's almost like we're just gonna forget that whole little main roster run didn't happen yeah and well, I, I think with the NXT thing, I think he was able to just do what he wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he he probably didn't have anybody coaching him on what to do out there. You know, and so because what it, am I wrong on this? I, I thought I remember hearing somewhere that he actually did his theme in NXT. I've heard that. Yes. Yeah, and I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, it kind of sounds like him, but I don't I don't know if it's actually true or not. But like, I don't know if he's singing or if he had it made. But yeah, he was responsible in some way. Yeah, but I just I. I love that theme. I thought right. it was perfect for him, you know? Right. And and now, 
like he's that the theme he has now is not the same, but it kind of reminds me of that original theme. It's similar, and I think it's got that's, a little bit more of a rock vibe because Ruckus is Ruckus made it. But yeah, but it, it's but good. it's it's better than I don't even remember the main roster theme he had, but I know everyone was not a fan. Literally just a generic ass rock song, and it, I mean it had the bask in his glory at the very beginning that they always did, and or the for he is limitless at the very beginning, and then it like just completely switched over to some generic ass rock song. It's like, well, this is terrible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's wild. I do know sometimes there are copyright issues. I wonder if there were any copyright issues with like limitless or whatever. And that's why they went with Bearcat. I don't know. Cause he's limitless now. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I just, I, I think it's Vince thinking like, well, I don't get it. So we're going to do something. I understand. I think they were even trying to call him Keith Bearcat Lee, which doesn't even roll off the tongue. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, uh, it was Keith Bearcat Lee, and then it just went to Bearcat Lee, I think. Did it really? I didn't even know I, that. I think it just went to Bearcat Lee. That, I mean, that's not good either. No. Because like, you know Bearcat's the nickname, so we're just calling him Lee. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, it, like this is weird. It, like, to me, it's like the Bearcat Keith Lee. That yes. is better. It's not yes. great. I mean, because it's kind of a goofy nickname. But but it's like, it's like you don't call him, you know, you don't call him like, Randy the Macho Man Savage, you call him Macho Man Randy Savage. Right. You know, I mean. The animal George Steele. Right. I mean, or like the Hitman Bret Hart, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, which I guess that one's kind of interchangeable. Some of them work, some of yeah. them don't. But yeah, exactly. Because that doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> It'd be like Mark Marvelous Marrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, it's so weird how they. Steve they, Stone Cold Austin. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> it's amazing just how, how much they drop the ball with him. And like, to me, if they want to get over Bearcat, what I would have done. Again, I'm not a booker or anything, but I would have just like worked that into the commentary. Yeah, Keith Lee, the Bearcat, like almost like it's like a Jim Ross coming up with the, ne- the nickname, the Bionic yeah. Redneck, Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin, the Cerebral Assassin. Like the way Jim Ross would slide those names in there, it was natural. The Apex Predator, Randy Orton, the Viper, like it seems organic. Or like if if oh, on commentary they've just been like, man, he's like a Bearcat in there, you know, and then just like over the next few weeks, just kept. They keep throwing that in there, and then yeah. all of a sudden people are like, yeah, I dig that. Yeah. As opposed to just pushing it, pushing it, pushing yes. it, and then you're like, okay, that sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, I think I think Keith Lee will be a huge star in AEW. Absolutely he will. Do you think he's going to win that ladder match? I can see it happening, yeah. I mean, and um, I mean, I, I I don't even know who all is in that ladder match. Well, he's only the first announced. That was a qualifying match. Okay, okay. So, he was so the he's first. the only one announced. He's the only one announced. It's like last year was like six guys, I think. Mm-hmm. Actually, Ethan Page debuted in it last year. Ethan Page. All ego Ethan Page. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, there's so many wrestlers now. It's like hard for me to remember them. I know. And he's good, too. And someone <laughs> tweeted out they want Ethan Page, Adam Page, Brian Cage, and Christian Cage in yes. a steel cage on Rampage. Yes, yes. <laughs> I want that. Just ridiculous. But um, do you think we'll ha- we'll see another, quote-unquote, forbidden door or free agent signing or somebody in that match as well? Maybe. Maybe. I don't, I don't know who it would be. I mean, unless I mean, Samoa Joe is still waiting on him. Uh, Killer Cross. Killer Cross, yeah. Um, I mean, there's always Jeff Hardy. Yeah, he's but possible. I got a feeling he'll probably just immediately team with Matt. I think that's kind of why Matt backed away from – you know, I don't know. We'll get into that in a minute, but I think that's kind of why he backed away from uh, private party. He, he's already booking their next several tag matches. Yeah, I mean, honestly, too, a match that I always wanted that we never saw were the Hardys and uh, the Revival. Yes, and oddly enough, we're going to probably see that now. Yeah, 
And then I didn't even make a note of this because I didn't see the whole match, but FTR and Punk and Moxley, from what I understand, had a hell of a tag match on Dynamite. Yeah. It's weird that like there's nothing even WWE's doing that I that I could even think to make a note of right now. Tony Khan literally bought all the action figures and is now playing with them on a grand stage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really is. Pretty cool. Smart on his part, though. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's get into our next topic here, because Keith Lee, I think, will be a huge part of AEW in the future. This guy, I'm not sure. So when Tony Khan made the, the tweet about the forbidden door, I guess he didn't realize that when he said that, what he was saying wasn't really what he meant. Yeah. And he meant a free agent signing, which is not really a forbidden door because this it, person's not signed anywhere. Yeah. So he was like, I need to deliver on a, on a forbidden door. So he actually was able to get Switchblade Jay White to appear on Dynamite from, you know, he, of course, he's in New Japan. Yep. He's appeared on Impact and stuff. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, let's go back to what the forbidden door is. It doesn't, I mean, WWE, if it's someone in WWE appearing, that's not going to happen. Right. So it's got to be Impact or New Japan, right? Yeah, but, but here's the thing. I feel like once, using this dumbass terminology, I feel like once a forbidden door is open, it is no longer a forbidden door. Now it's just a door. Mm-hmm. A forbidden door is one like you don't go through, you know, because it's forbidden. Once people start going through that door, it's not forbidden anymore. Right. There's been people from New Japan and AEW. There's been people from Impact and AEW. So realistically, those aren't forbidden doors. Like, honestly, I mean, I know. Well, sure, I get like the forbidden doors WWE. That's the only forbidden door. And that's left. not happening exactly because it's forbidden. Like so, <laughs> realistically, how dare you bring logic to the wrestling <laughs> business, man? So realistically, when you say forbidden door, you have to mean WWE because all the other forbidden doors are literally just doors. Other than that, Jay White's cool. I just don't know anything about him. Okay, so but he shows up. He's not. He doesn't even appear before the audience, though. Yeah, just backstage. Just backstage. Yeah. Is that a, is that a, a kind of a shitty thing? It's weird. I mean, if you you, know, you bought a ticket expecting to see something, I mean, they still saw Keith Lee, they, and I, I think everyone was happy about that. But yeah. it's like, hey, Jay White's here. He like, wanted, Is anyone he, excited about that? No. I mean, I well, unless you're a Jay White fan, I'm sure there's some Switchblade fan, fans out there. I. And I got nothing against the guy. Like I just don't know him, you know. And I, I, I've never really watched New Japan. I, I mean, I watched it a little bit when uh, you were there, and you know, I watched it a little bit when it was hot. But like, I just—it's not hot now. No, because all those guys are in AEW. Yeah, I mean, AEW kind of killed New Japan a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so here's the thing: Jay White appears. Maybe you get him for a match. Maybe not. But is that that big a deal? Nah. And again, like you—you you brought up, great point. The forbidden door. Is yeah. it forbidden now? Yeah. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's just, hey, we'll occasionally bring over New Japan. Because didn't Kojima wrestle Moxley on a pay-per-view a few months back? Yeah. So Moxley wrestled a few New Japan guys. Yeah, he wrestled Suzuki too, didn't he? Yeah. And so, I mean, there's been a New Japan guy in Kenta. Wasn't Kenta there for a little bit? Yeah. You know he, did, I mean? he did a match. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Uh, or, or is he working for Noah? He's Well, he's with, uh, he was in New Japan. Okay. He's a Noah original. No, I think original. he's going, he's going back to Noah. I don't know. I, I don't follow it as closely these days anymore. Yeah. And I know with a lot of the Japanese, there's a lot of, I don't know how the travel restrictions are these days. And yeah, it might be tight still. It might be tight. And I know it kind of tightens up and then loosens up. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of all over the place. So it's probably hard to just, hey, we'll bring over Japanese people right. all the time because it doesn't really work that way. But 
I still want to see Kenta versus CM Punk. Sure. That's, that's still a match we all got to see. That's right? money. Like, yeah. how, how could that not be money? Yeah. And, and I think, I don't know if there's still like the come over. There's a corn. I don't know if there's a quarantine process or what. probably not in America, but I mean, I, I would assume there probably is in Japan. Yeah. So, I mean, every place is different, but again, Jay White coming over, Jay White's a good talent. Yeah. I didn't meet him, unfortunately when I was there, but I know he's a very talented guy yeah. and, and stuff, but is it good for your product to be promoting another talent from another company that you're not going to ultimately do anything with? Because, I mean, like, think about how many guys weren't featured on Dynamite this week, yeah. right? There's a lot that were, but there's a lot that weren't. Yeah. So, and that's something we can get into because I know um, Tony Khan, you, you brought this up. He mentioned he can't, um, you know, he, he can't honor, not honor, but he can't renew certain contracts due to the, some of the talent he's bringing in. Yeah, he's he's getting so many new names. He he stated in an interview that he was like, I, I'm going to have to just let con- certain contracts expire, you mm-hmm. know, because that's just the way it is. And honest to God, I like that plan a million times better than what WWE does. And just, you know, like, oh, we need to cut the budget. Let's release 100 talents, mm-hmm. you know. It's a hell of a better idea than that. So now you're a dark guy, a guy working dark. Mm-hmm. You got to be nervous, right? Only if my contract's coming up soon. Well, yeah. But I mean, I mean, if I got a couple years left, I'm like, okay, I got two years to do something good here. That's what he's saying now. That doesn't mean what he's going to be doing in a month, though. Yeah, I mean, not to say that but, Tony's going to lie about it. No, but he's also, he hasn't, again, he's got so much more money than Vince. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude's a billionaire. I mean, but is AEW even turning a profit right now? No, you don't think so? Hell no. The fact that like, cause you've told, you've told me this in the past that, uh, like WWE events usually break even for like raw and SmackDown, right? I, I've, or come close. I've heard that, but I don't know. So the like, numbers. but if that's, if that's true, they're not turning a profit there. You know, because of but I mean all the money that goes into it. But there's so many things that are hard to factor in. Like, didn't Fox pay like a billion dollars to get SmackDown or yes. something? Yeah. So, like, okay, did they pay a million dollars up front? Did they say, hey, we'll pay you X amount, which is however much mm-hmm. per episode? I don't know how any of that shit works because I've heard producing a live episode of Monday Night Raw, for instance, costs yeah. like four to five hundred thousand dollars. So you're yeah. looking at half a million bucks, right? Just now, it's just a a week. Now is that? Everything I don't know. Yeah, is that just to produce the show? Does that include the talent? Does that include the travel, catering, but the building? I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, that's but like you got to think. I mean, they dudes got CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, uh, Kenny, the Young Bucks, Cody. Cody. I mean, he literally has, with the Jericho. exception Jericho, with the exception of a few big names that WWE still has a hold of, they literally have the biggest stars all of the biggest stars in pro wrestling right now. And I just don't think it's possible to make a profit. I mean, with like just on the shows now, merch and shit like that, they're probably making profit that way. But like, I, I think the company itself is probably in the red right now, but it's a long-term investment. Sure. You know what I mean? Like they've always, I've always heard that, you know, it usually takes five years starting a company before you even cut yourself your first paycheck. Sure. And they're what three years in. And that's because you're in the red, the the first five years, you right. know what I mean? And so like, I, I don't think the company's 
turning a profit right now. I think he's probably like using any funds he can to pay back, put money back where it originally came from, you know, whether that be his personal pocketbook or whatever it was. Well, I mean, it's hard to say because I don't know. I mean, I do know merch merchandising, they're doing huge numbers. Yeah. I know their toys are still hard to find. Yep. I think their video game is going to be incredibly successful, but all that is still long-term investing, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and so it's hard to say like, how does, because back in the day you made money off wrestling by tickets. Yes. Right. Tickets. That's what made the money. And then it became like, even Hogan talked about when, when his era kind of happened, you know, that's how they made money. But then he said, all of a sudden, these guys that were like, oh, you're going to kill the business. Now they're getting paid for animation. They're getting paid for figures. They're getting paid for video games. They're getting paid for pay-per-view. Yeah. Home video. All this other shit. They're like, hmm, okay. Maybe this isn't so bad, right? Because it's now we're getting paid differently. But now home video is basically gone. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. And things are moving more towards streaming and, and things of that nature. So I don't know. It's hard to say. Is 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 a streaming service the right answer? I don't know. I mean, right I now, think so. right now, the, he has four pay per views a year. Mm-hmm. They're fifty bucks a pop. So if if somebody buys all of them, two hundred dollar investment. Yeah. So if you did a streaming service, say it's ten bucks a month. What's that? One hundred twenty dollars a year. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit less, but it's consistent because how many people buy all four pay per views? Probably most of them buy two. I've bought one uh, in the past year. So you bought one. Yeah. Okay, so, out of yeah. four, right? right. But if you bought a streaming service, would you keep that for a year? I would probably legit never cancel it. I hate WWE right now, and I haven't canceled Peacock. Now that's a little bit different because Peacock does have other stuff on there. So, but I mean, I I, I get what you're saying. I hated WWE before it was it was on Peacock. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was done with the product before then. So like, but I kept it. You know, the, th- the streaming services are a whole different topic because I still feel like it's easy to cancel and re-sign up anytime you want to. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't do that, and I think that's the, where they make their money is yep. people just keep them and watch a thing here or there. But how many do you actually need at any point? Well, it's one of those things like it all adds up and becomes this expensive thing when you think about it in one grouping. But like realistically, like Peacock's 10 bucks a month. It's actually five if you do commercials. Well, if you do the commercials, but like the – one I, I have is the ten dollar. That's what I did too because it was the same price. Right, but like, what else am I going to do with ten dollars? You know what I mean? Right. It's like, I mean, technically, I could save that, you know, and throw it in the piggy bank. But it's like, can't even buy a tank of gas with that anymore. So it's like, might mm-hmm. as well get some entertainment, right? You know, and and so that's and I think Disney Plus is what seven ninety nine. Yeah, and so it's like, eight bucks is. Nothing, you know, I mean, literally you can't even buy food with that anymore. But you put those together, that's 18. Right. So, and then I know you have Amazon. Yeah. And I know but you But see, ha- I had Amazon before they had a streaming service. Sure. So like. For the shipping. Right. So I, I don't really count that. I count that as like kind of a free service. You know what I mean? Right. But then there's HBO Max and then Which there's. that's free too. Yeah, there's Hulu. Yeah. There's Netflix. I mean, there's so many. And that's, I think sometimes part of the problem is. Like people are, I guess Paramount Plus is getting a new Hulu or I'm um, sorry, Halo series. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's going to be cool," and I'm just like, "I want to watch it, but like, I don't really give a shit to subscribe." Right, know? and that and that's the thing is like, I it's, literally subscribe to Stars just so I can watch Heels, and that's why I never watched it because I was like, I just don't want to get another s- subscription. And my thought was like, I was gonna, I canceled it as soon as it was over. Yeah, I kept it for two months. Yep. Not, I mean, it was like it was like probably eighteen bucks I spent total, yeah. but. I want to watch the show, which is like I canceled, which is like damn near equivalent to just buying the season. 
Yeah, but you can't buy the season. Right. So that was why I did that. Otherwise, right. yeah, I would have bought it on Vudu or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. It is what it is. But as far as them not making a profit, they're probably not. But I imagine they will though. Like it's not like I think a, I think they're making money, but are they making as much as they're spending? It's hard to say. No, I well, I I, I think right now, like they they probably are, but like right now, I think it's probably like still returning on investment you know yeah. what i mean and it will probably be that way for a few years uh before they actually start being a profitable company to be fair though i do know tony khan's family also owns the jacksonville jaguars yes and i i heard rikishi say in a shoot interview like when the xfl started none of them were excited because they were like oh shit yeah and he said sure enough that year that xfl was around everyone's paydays went down a little bit oh yeah so you have another company that's making money you can borrow and you know i will say though again like the xfl and uh aew are two totally different things because Mm -hmm. this man was a millionaire cons are billionaires (laughs) so right it's it's uh crazy when you factor in just how much of a difference that actually is you know It, it is it is a difference and so i think it will be a profitable thing yeah this is also a company that doesn't run house shows now, to be fair, it's super smart when you think about it. I've heard house shows don't make money. Yeah, <laughs> so I, but they're so fun. They're, they're so, fun. so much more fun than TV shows. They're so fun. But is there a way to where, to me, you make them like WWE did this for a while? It's like live at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, where it was like a a house show basically, but they they filmed it for the network. Yeah. Yep. That's means where a streaming service could come into play. Yeah. Well, and and I just I think they're leaving money on the table anyway for a streaming service because, like you said, like maybe not everybody buys a pay per view, but even if they added tacked on a twenty dollar fee for the you know you buy this for twenty bucks if you have the subscription service. Service is ten dollars, but yeah, I mean, give us the week to week shit. You know, I mean, because we're still not getting it on Hulu, even though they moved the TBS, which is dumb. Yeah. Um. And and the TBS app, I can't even get it to work now. So like, I legit can't watch it even if I want to. Um, it's just one of those things like they're, they're kind of overdue for a streaming service. You know what I mean? Like it's time. I, I think it'll happen in the next year or two. Yeah. And I, I've heard people say like lack of content, but like, let's like, let's be honest. Let's take Peacock out of it and just WWE network. What did we all watch on there? The new stuff. Yeah. I mean, you, there were times when the I back love catalog is cool. It's great. And it's awesome for like doing watch longs with Eric and yeah. Barry and stuff. But how often are we like, ooh, let's watch Wrestling Challenge from 1987? And I know there's right. people that do enjoy that, and right. that's why it's there, but that's not what's making them the money. It's the new yeah. content. It's Yeah, they're sticking around for the fact that it's you know, new shit all the time. But, like, it's – and that's just it with AEW. I would have – I would pay them $10 a month just to be able to watch Dynamite and Rampage and Dark. I mean, I can watch Dark anyway on YouTube, but, like, you know, if it was yeah, yeah. all on one so – I don't like going to YouTube. I think YouTube is a dumb site now. Yeah. Um, but if it was all on one service, I would be 100% on board. No, and, and I think you could also take elements of Peacock, like a Broken Skull Challenge or a Broken Skull Sessions, rather. Yeah. Have one of your guys. Well, have a Jericho one. Yes. Yeah. Or, or even like, a, you know, Big Show, Mark Henry. You have yeah. a lot of guys there that, Tony Schiavone even. like. Oh, I'd love a Tony Schiavone one. He's kind of doing that anyway, but like once a month, yeah. a sit-down interview with a different talent. I'd I mean, love to see one with Sting, you know, totally Blanchard. Absolutely. Arn. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love some of these conversations. And I mean, there's so, like Matt Hardy, yeah. I think would be hella interesting. Yeah. 
There's so many guys you could talk to in those. And then you could also give us being the elite. Yep. You could give us roads to the top or whatever the hell he calls it. I mean, mm-hmm. you could give us all the shows that you guys already do. Right. But just put it on your own network. Plus new stuff yes. that, that they haven't even debuted yet. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be awesome. Give so. us the adventures of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, you know? Yeah. I mean, whatever that is, you know. I, I think I, I don't know what it is, but it would be fun. I would watch it. Uh, Matt Hardy made some news at the AEW show. Uh, of course, he was out there with Private Party, which is kind of part of his stable. Yep. And uh, shows erratic behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Jumps the guardrail. What do you think of that? I, I thought it was great. I mean, just a nice call back to the what, what Jeff went through. You yeah. Know, it's, it's kind of fun. I still kind of wonder if the whole Jeff thing was kind of a work. It was their way of getting rid of him without bunching him up with all the other releases. Because let's be honest, since he's been back, they haven't done anything with the guy. No. And Jeff's on that legendary status, in my opinion. Yeah. You look at that mate, that current roster, it's like, who's there during like the height of the Attitude Era? Besides Jeff Hardy, he was like the only one. Yeah, I mean, Edge. Yeah, but he left for a long time right. and came back. I mean, as far as injury and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. And so, to me, I think it was almost like, well, we can't just release him. Because I was kind of surprised when they just up and released John Morrison. I'm like... That dude's got a lot of equity in that company. He's yeah. been, I mean, this run wasn't real long, but yeah. he was there for a number of years before. Yeah. And they just up like, yep, see ya. Did a lot of good for that company, too. I mean, he had a lot of cool shit happen. Very talented guy, yeah. too. And his stuff, and I think he was hella responsible for Bad Bunny looking as good as he did. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's almost like, yeah, screw you, we don't care. Yeah. But uh, Matt Hardy doing that, I think, was a great callback to kind of what we heard with Jeff mm-hmm. and... You know, of course, I, I guess once they realized Jeff didn't actually fail a drug test, he got maybe his bell rung. As yeah. Well, say in the business, maybe a concussion. And uh, there's Jeff, another buzzword, bell rung. Yeah. Uh, Jeff's kind of a unique individual, probably doesn't do things like the rest of us. And so I think that look, they looked at that as erratic behavior. Yeah. Probably not erratic based on if people actually knew Jeff Hardy. And uh, they ended up releasing him and stuff. And then they realized, oh, he did not fail a drug test. He was not on drugs. He had a concussion. Yeah. Hey, why don't you come be a part of the Hall of Fame? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, no, I don't think so. So an AEW uh, debut is pretty much inevitable, in my opinion. Do you yeah. think he got a got a uh, text message from Vince McMahon at like 3 in the morning in between sets saying, whoopsie-daisy? I hope he did. I doubt it. <laughs> You're all clear, pal. Whoopsie-daisy. Yeah. Our bad. Yeah, yeah. With an emoji? Yeah. I don't know. It's just... It, to me, it's almost like they were like, yeah, we'll let him go to AEW. That's going to happen anyway. Yeah, Maybe like they just realized, okay, we're paying them all this money. He's not really where we want him to be on the card. Just figure out a reason to let him go. I, I kind of think it was more. there was more to it than that, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And they were just like, all right, go ahead. Go yeah. over there. Which, again, I, is, is weird to me that they're letting all these talents go. But I think they think they can rock it with just uh, 20 men, you know? Yeah. You may be right. I don't know. Let it, let it happen, I guess. I mean, technically, you know, 94, 95, I mean, hell, it was like eight guys, right? Yep. <laughs> and right. they had all the all the nobodies that the eight guys just beat up. Pretty much. Yeah. It was the click. Yeah. Bret Hart, right? I yeah. mean, it wasn't many guys. Yeah, you're right. So uh, before we dive into some movie talk, I uh, sent out a little tweet because we did a little Q&A last week. Would you week. just stop tweeting, Breaker? I will never stop tweeting. <laughs> Send a little tweet. If you got a question for us, let us know. We got a reply from old Nick Haddix. Nick Haddix. I just heard him and his son Caden on doing the favor. That's right. They were on the watch along or the uh, uh, sports podcast. The sports right? podcast, and that was a a hell of an episode. His son is 
sharp when it comes to football. Like nice. That, that, I haven't listened to that yet. I need to check it that out. Young man is uh, he's he's on it when it comes to football. He knows. I like it. That's awesome. Uh, his question: Three of your favorite musicians slash musical groups are dot dot dot. You want to go first? No, I'll let you go first. Well, um, so this is kind of a difficult one, very difficult one, because there's a lot of factors involved here. Um, See, it's hard to narrow down music. To me, that'd be a hard, it'd be like narrowing down my favorite movie. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pick genres. So I'm going to do rock, hip hop, and then I'm going to do singer songwriter. Okay. Right. Um, favorite rock band of all time. This is kind of an unknown band, um, but uh, it's a band called He Is Legend, and it's a. I'm not going to sit there and say they're the best in the world, but like they are, they are my favorite. Um, hip hop artist. Um, I feel like for me, it's gotta be Tupac. That's, that's just probably a nostalgia thing for me. I feel like I haven't heard anybody better than him. Um, but that's also who I grew up with. Yeah. Um, singer songwriter. I break it down with that. I, I feel like I gotta go with Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah. I think that makes the most sense for me. Interesting. Prince is a close second, but Michael Jackson. Yeah, I, I'm not a big. Britney Spears is a close third. Really? It's got to be Michael Jackson. Don't you disparage the good name of Britney Spears. I'm not disparaging anybody. Leave Britney alone, Breaker. I was just making sure I understood you correctly. <laughs> That's why I said, really? <laughs> I don't really have, like, favorite musicians. I kind of listen to, I can listen to almost anything. Um, I was really big into Metallica when I was in high school. That was kind of like my go-to band. It was all you listened to in high school, pretty much. It was the main one I Them listened to. Them and ACDC, to. I think. I didn't listen to a lot of ACDC. I had it, some ACDC. Yeah. They get old to me. Like all, the, I, all their songs are the exact same songs. I think like they have some fun songs, but they're like a uh, like Thunderstruck, for instance. Yeah, like it's in like Iron Man and stuff. It's yeah. like it's I can listen to like pieces of that song. Yeah, uh, the whole song I'm just like no, too much. Like yeah. it's easy to fast forward through. So I don't know. Like I, I'm more of a rock person. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's my main jam. Um, so I don't know. It's hard to. It's you seem a, to like classic rock too. You know, yeah. I mean, like like I mean, like. Uh, 80s yeah you know? more 80s yeah you know like current day stuff i don't know i've always felt like a lot of it just kind of runs together yeah and i can't tell who anybody well, is a lot of the stuff on uh the radio here in town like the best rock is not on the best music period is not on the radio it's not going to be found on the radio um did you know how long it's been since i've listened to the radio well so like i still listen to the the morning show that's on kmod on our rock station here mm-hmm. in town Big Mad Morning Show. Big Mad Morning Show. And every single day that it shuts off, I change it. Because it's like, I like rock music, but it's all just like shit rock. I mean, it's like, and I, I don't mean offense to like anybody who listens to this stuff, but like, I can't stand Disturbed. Yeah. I can't stand. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. That which like, shit. that shit was cool in the early 2000s. Sure. But 18 years later, I don't need to hear it again. You know, I mean, they literally just this morning or maybe it was yesterday, they played a song that wasn't that song, but a different song from their debut album. I'm like, why? This was like early 2000s. Like, yeah. surely there's new music out here. Kind of like, let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay. And yeah. they uh, and then like they play a lot of shine down still, and it's like, ugh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I don't know. And they, they, But then they'll flip it with like ACDC and uh, 
what's his what's his face uh ozzy osbourne mm-hmm. you know and it's like some of the songs i'm like i'm cool with but it's like there's so much butt rock on there and it's like ugh, butt rock please just describe that one for me well like um so like Nickelback would be considered that, but they don't really play a lot of Nickelback. I mean, they play some. Well, they, like, they used that used to be the most overplayed band. Yeah, like, and I don't um, hate Nickelback, but when I hear, you know, Rockstar for seven hours straight on the radio, yeah. it's like, oh my god, give but me like, something else. Saliva would be okay. be yeah. that. Um, uh, Puddle of Mud is butt rock. Um, it's just that certain style where where they all like try to sing like share, you know. It's like, oh, that, yeah, that bullshit. It's like, ugh. sound like click, uh, click, boom. Yeah, how yeah. many wrestlers have came out to that song? Oh yeah, and you know what's funny is like, so there there's lyrics in there that was a total diss to Eminem, right? Because that he was rapping in that song, and he was dissing Eminem in that song, and. uh I think I, I'm sure Eminem heard it, and he did not. He must not have given a shit because he'd never. What, what did he say? He said like, "My mom and dad aren't perfect, but still, you don't hear no crying ass bitching from me." Oh, I do. That's so. That was the Eminem, huh? Because that was when Eminem was at his most famous. I, I guess it could have been, you know, also towards Corn, because like Corn has a lot of songs about his dad, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Eminem was like the most popular person who was constantly rapping about how shitty his mom was and how his dad was just not even there yeah um and so and so it was like pretty obvious to me that he was talking about eminem and like eminem is the type that if you say something about him he's gonna lash out like a motherfucker and he never said a word about it so he was like either he didn't hear about it or he just did not give a shit care (laughs) i could see i mean like a lot of these bands like another band is lincoln park was real popular when we were in high school i love lincoln park and i think they're great but again they were so overplayed that it it, yeah well it's always that one song that gets overplayed like the in the end or whatever Mm -hmm. uh which is a great song great song but it, it gets overplayed and it's like gets to a point it's like they've got more music than this you know and that i think that's a problem with any type of band or music like i'm i'm very just like like what i like and don't really venture out too much i guess in music but but i think that's also why it's important for uh bands and artists to constantly release new music yes because it keeps your stuff from getting overplayed like absolutely one one thing i like about and i know you probably aren't familiar with this person but they're called the weekend uh he's called the weekend He's constantly releasing new music and like damn near every one of his songs on his albums are single quality. So it's like he could literally over the course of 12 months release every song once a month as a single. Mm-hmm. And so it's like constantly something fresh, you know? And so it's, you know, it's our buddy, shit. our buddy Spico does that. He yeah. only releases singles and you, your last song though, the freaks was a single. I yeah. think that might be a better idea in the long run based on how, we listen to music today. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like having the albums, but like, it's also for me, like I'm not, I don't want to sit on songs anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like, if I got something, I might as well just release it. Well, and I, and I look at, you know, like, like your Bane's world album had like seven tracks. Right. And like, I think a lot of people slept on how good Paul Orndorff was. Yeah. Because it was easy to get, to go to Roman Reigns or go to Mark. Mark Music. Music, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, Paul Orndorff is my favorite on that album. Yeah, like the music video you did, which yeah. actually had me and Rex Andrews, was awesome. It's the outro to, uh, um, to you know, it's fake, right? It's just it's a great song. Yeah, it's a really good song. Thank and you. and it's but it's one of those things where I think sometimes 
because it may not got the proper hype. Yep. It does get overlooked. Overlooked, yeah. Yep. And not that it's bad. It's just that it happens, I think, with albums sometimes. Because oh, yeah. there's always, like, on every album, like, two or three songs that people like the most. Yep. And everything else is just kind of like skip, yep. skip, skip, you know. So I don't know. It's hard for me to answer that. We do have one more question from a good friend of the show, Poetic Prophet. Oh, Poetic Prophet. Favorite Batman episodes or movies of all time? Oof. Batman episodes. I assume he means the animated series. Possibly the Adam West, but that would be hard for me to. See, I can't, I can't think of any specific animated series episodes off the top of my head. So there's two that I remember really liking as a kid. One was Christmas with the Joker. Okay. It was the very first Batman. I vaguely remember that. The very first Batman animated series episode I ever saw. And then there was one, I don't remember the name of it, but Batman and Robin are fighting the Riddler and he's got him in a maze. Okay. I remember thinking that one was cool. Yeah. But I love the Christian Bale Batman movies. The third one wasn't my favorite. The first two I really liked. Um, I'm excited for the Robert Pattinson one, kind of. Yeah. Now, I mean, initially I was kind of like, eh. You're, but get, you're getting on the hype train. I'm getting on there. Yeah. I still don't know if I like him as Batman, but I think the movie will be good. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I actually, I think I'll really like him as Batman. I think he'll crack my top three. I think so. Yeah. Who's your top three currently? Uh, Well, Affleck, uh, Bale, and Keaton. Affleck, Bale, Keaton. Okay. Yeah. I can, I In can, that order. In that order. I can In agree that order. With that. I can um, agree with that. Um, Worst Batman of all time. Uh, Clooney. Yeah. Yeah. Kilmer's right in front of him. Because I thought, I thought Kilmer actually made a decent Batman. His Bruce Wayne was just off. I could see that. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was bad. He just wasn't very good. And, and the opposite can be said for George Clooney because he made a decent Bruce Wayne, just a shitty Batman. That's a good point, yeah. And uh, and I think Keaton, also, too, the scripts were just dog shit. <laughs> yeah, not great movies. Keaton and Bale both did a good job as both, I thought. Yes. Affleck, too, as well, but I, I don't think his movies were as strong. But no. he really didn't get much of a chance, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, realistically, his what, his first appearance was Batman versus Superman. And so that really was a, that wasn't even his movie. That was a sequel to Superman. Mm -hmm. And so we really didn't even get a standalone Batman movie. They were supposed to, him. but right. DC screwed the pooch. Um, and then you know, then we had he was Justice League. So it's he yeah. was sharing it with everybody else. We really didn't get an actual Batman movie. Yeah. Uh, with with him in there, I think we should have because I think he would have been a fantastic Batman. Well, it's interesting that that has kind of all transpired like it has, where now Robert Pattinson's got it, and mm -hmm. yeah. And the reason I reason I like him so much, I've said it before, he was just so much bigger than everybody else. He's what he looked like, what they portray in the comics and the cartoons. Mm -hmm. Just a monster of a man who can kick ass. Yeah, and and Ben Affleck, I mean, he's a big dude. And so, I mean, it, it, I think I thought he fit the role really well. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. So, anyway, we uh, we got some movie and TV talk. Why say we dive into it? Well, let's do it. This is Brick of at the movies. Yeah. This is Brick of at the movies. Yeah. All right, fellas, go ahead and take it from here. What you got now?
All right, big underscore Bane. Today, as we record this, they dropped the official trailer for Jurassic World Dominion. Looks like the original cast from Jurassic Park, cast from Jurassic World's all kind of coming together to do the, I guess, the final Jurassic Park chapter. Oh, boy. Excited? No? What do you think? Nah, I'm, not a, I'm not a Jurassic Park guy. Have you seen the Jurassic World movies? Nah. Really? Not even seen them? Nah. I mean, I saw the, uh, I mean, I saw the original three, you know, back in the 90s or whatever, but I don't know. They're not really my bag. Not into dino. I'm I'm shocked. I mean, I, I I like I like a good triceratops. You know what I mean? Those things are cool. But uh, that's a weird go to. Those are my favorite dinosaurs. Really, no yeah. stegosaurus action. Nah, I was, I've always been a been a triceratops. I thought they looked cool. They do look cool. Um, um, even though they're plant eaters, they just looked cool. Yeah, you would think that they would be more aggressive because they're like a rhino. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. What about Land Before Time? You like that one? Love Land Before Time. If they re- remade Land Before Time right now, I'd go watch it right now. Right this second. Huh? Right. I'd say F this podcast. I'm going to go watch Littlefoot. My God. Well, I think this looks cool. I think, uh, you know, the Jurassic World was kind of a fun take where it's almost like, yeah, Jurassic Park, that didn't work. We're redoing the park. We're making it a, a working park. And, of course, that didn't work. But, yeah. Um, Chris Pratt was good in it, I thought, and you know they've done the two sequels, so it makes sense that they wrap this up correctly, which yeah. it seems to be like it's going to be good. So, yeah, good, good for them. Uh, Nintendo announced that Disney is making their own Mario Kart. Disney uh, Speedstorm. What do you think about that idea? Okay, I mean yeah. that's their own version of Mario Kart. I don't think it's actually, but it's going to be on the Nintendo. It's going to be on the Nintendo Switch and PC. Okay. Um, I don't know, like Nickelodeon did like Nickelodeon kart racers. Yeah. And it was it was fun. It wasn't as good as Mario Kart, obviously. Sure. But I'm like, that's kind of a fun idea because I had the turtles on there and yeah. Tommy and Chucky and Hey Arnold and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I think this is kind of a fun idea. I'm always into the kart racing games. I think they're fun. Yeah, I think especially if, if they're uh if Nintendo's kind of helping them out with it, you know what I mean? Making the game, then it might be a pretty similar game to Mario Kart and it might be just as good. Smart. I mean, it would be smart to do that to yeah. partner up with obviously a very successful version of people that made that game. And well, and when you think of Nintendo, I mean, their best games are the Mario exact games. same ones that they've had since the beginning of time. And that's the Mario stuff, you know, they're really, I guess they also announced a whole bunch of DLC coming to Mario Kart. Yeah. Which a lot of people are like, well, that's smart because why make a new game? When right. The game's already like near you perfect. You, you don't know? need to. Yeah. You don't need to just, and you, that means you don't have to discount the game either. Right. And you can save money, save a shit ton of money. Mm hmm. And it's almost like they wait for the next console, then they that's when they make the new game. Well, like, you, so I've recently just got back into this is gonna sound dumb, but I've recently just got back into Sims Four, right? And um that's been out for a few years now. Dude, they're still putting shit out for that game. And it's like every one of these expansion packs that they have are like thirty bucks, forty bucks. And it's like, holy shit. Like when you tally it all up, somebody could probably spend a thousand dollars on this game. That is crazy. Yeah, but people people still buy the shit out of it. It's a very profitable game, and it's been out for years. You made you've made a point of that of uh, microtransactions, right? Mm-hmm. And how that's kind of the uh, maybe the fabric of what makes some of these games successful. Yeah, um, I don't like it, right? But it's kind of the way it is now. Well, and I look at it like I, I like I told you before when I bought Mortal Kombat 11 for the Switch, it was fifty bucks. I'm like, that's not bad. Yeah, but then you realize you only have half a game, right? But now, like to to add like the each character's like six dollars, yeah, which isn't like. But you could buy the season pass and get it all for twenty bucks, <laughs> right? Well, I think it's like fifty actually. Oh, is it fifty? 
Or, yeah, last I checked it was. been a while since I bought the season pass for anything. But that's everything. Yeah. But that's a, like the entire game, again, Yeah. for the same amount of money. It's crazy. You're spending 100 bucks to get a game that should be 60 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's an interesting strategy how they do it, right? Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I, part of me is okay with it, but, like, why not just say, like, this is how much games cost now? Yeah. Get us everything for $100. Be like, sorry, guys. Everything's gone up. Why? Right. Why? Why, why can't games? Yeah. And so I think what it is, is they've tricked us into thinking that th- it's a good deal because this is only $60 for the game. And then like, well, what's, what's five more dollars? Mm-hmm. You know, eh, what's five more dollars again? Oh, we can get this whole like brand new arena plus all this, this, and this for 15. Okay. Well, I think online it's 50, but now that I think about it, you can buy the thing in store, the download thing for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. For like thirty, yeah, which I assume is the same stuff. I don't know. I'm, that, sh- I'm sure now it's, it's probably like a, gone probably, down in price. Probably a download code or whatever. Yeah. But, but that's where you can get you know the Terminator and the Joker and all these other characters and yeah, it's wild, man. Yeah. Well, we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right, so uh, this is an interesting thing to talk about. I'd like to get your thoughts on this, Big Underscore Bane. AEW Supreme from Jazzwares is a line we don't know much about. It's been teased already. We've seen some kind of blurry pictures, but from what I gather, it's going to be uh, pretty close to the WWE Ultimate Edition line, which is you know okay. more articulation, more accessories, more of a collector niche type figure. Rumor retail price is forty two ninety nine on these. Yeah, that's too much. Too, I mean, too much. Why, why do you think? Do you think that's just going to be a trend we start to see where toy companies just like? I wonder how much we can get get out of people. I mean, it could be, but like, they got a hard enough time getting twenty out of me, you know, or twenty two, whatever it is now. Yeah. So it's like eh, definitely not going to be spending that. The only thing, like. uh I guess like they're making Mal because I, I heard you talk about it with somebody and they're making making Malachi black and he's gonna have like the headpiece and stuff like that. Well, that's all rumor. Is that I, I rumor? would assume that that's what he's gonna include with his. I know but the if, first wave is Cody and Britt Baker. Okay, which who gives a shit about that? Well, I mean, it's gonna have the really over the top entrance jacket Cody was wearing, which I kind of think this was all preemptive, like. Like they need guys to wear pretty elaborate ring gear for this line to even exist, right? Right. There's got to be like a a reason for the line, right? And so from what so I, it's going to be like that one where it's like the coattail is like super long or probably, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's not it's not for everybody, but it's kind of an interesting idea. I do know Mattel was making um, elite two packs for a little bit there. <laughs> they did like you know Roddy Piper and Mr. T boxing and mm-hmm. Triple H in China, but those never even hit store shelves. They were only available on ringside. Yeah. My assumption is maybe stores were like, that's too much because yeah. it's going to be a $40 two pack. Yeah. And elite two packs in general have not sold very well over the years. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just a case of a price point or <coughs> you move away from the impulse buy. I don't know, but it seems as though anytime you see, a box set, a two pack or whatever, they do set a little bit longer than maybe the $20 price point. Well, yeah. I mean, you're right. I remember the war game set, uh, with, uh, it was Hogan or not Hogan, uh, sting macho man, Luger and who somebody else. It was sting macho and Luger. Yeah. Was it just those the bash of the beach set? Yeah, yeah. With the face paint. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that wasn't war games. Um, but that's, I remember seeing that at Walmart for 
months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just stayed there. I think they finally clearanced it. That's worth money now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the the weird trend of it is the two packs of three. There was that four horsemen elite four pack for yep. a while. Yep. And that set for a long time, a very long time. Great figures, and that was the only way to get, I think, the elite Barry Windham and Arn and Tully were relatively hard to find as elites. Mm-hmm. They were only available online up until that point. So makes sense for a collector to get it, but a lot of people didn't jump on it. So yeah. it kind of makes you wonder how how this will do. You know, because, I mean, will toy will stores like Target and, you know, Walmart even pick it up? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like as a company, uh, like, a, like a retail company, you're probably – also seeing how fast those are moving though and being mm-hmm. like well I mean, is it worth, worth a, shot? a shot yeah i mean it's one of those things where and this is what kind of made me think is neca charges that much for their right. ultimates right. but a lot of those do sit right at times sometimes they move sometimes they don't like they have a mondo gecko over at target and i think it depends on who it is he's a 40 dollar figure but yeah. it's neca so you assume it's going to be more money but there's like six or eight of them over there yeah cuz mondo gecko is a, an obscure character mhm yeah looks great right it's a great figure but yeah people are like eh, you know yeah, don't really need him right i mean i remember having his playmates figure back in the day and i didn't even know who he was he was just other than he was a lizard with a skateboard yeah you know who would sell off the shelves immediately if they made him freakazoid get on that neca <laughs> you're just not gonna let that one go well, i was trying you? to see how long we could go without talking on this i'm sure somebody's in their car right now like what what, the what happened good? what happened uh, my, my phone died yeah am i getting a phone call <laughs> no what's going on i i honestly think super seven's your best bet on that yeah but i don't know like that's still a pretty deep cut even for them although they're making a line of mcbain reaction figures um actually Freakazoid just got put on Tubi. Oh, really? The entire series. Yeah, a few people on Twitter tagged me in it. So I think the fandom's about to grow. Well, that could be. I mean, it could be one of those things where... Because be- before, it was just on Vudu. That was the only place you could watch it. Yeah, and I know you've mentioned this before. Like, maybe it never got as much appreciation at its own time mm-hmm. as it could. Yep. Like, imagine if they relaunched that like Animaniacs. I think yeah. it could be a big deal. I think they should. So, yeah, who knows? But... Anyway, we'll we'll keep you updated as things go. It's February now. I imagine we're getting we're going to be getting a lot of toy announcements before too long. But uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up here, man? Let's just plug it up. Okay, cool. So make sure to check out our other podcasting buddies, like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott, dropping a new show every Sunday, and of course Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry is a great show. They drop a. Uh, a watch along episode, which is what they've been doing lately. Yep. They actually did one with a uh, big underscore Bane here. They did. I was on it uh, this past week. We watched Elimination Chamber 2019. How was it? I haven't got to listen yet. It's a very good, very good show. I actually like, so uh, Eric, Eric asked me like, hey, you got any ideas of which one you want to watch? And I was like, nothing sticks out in my mind. So I Googled, I was like, uh, top 10 best Elimination Chamber matches. <laughs> and so I found a, found a list and, uh, this was like apparently rated 4.5 stars by Dave Meltzer. And I'm like, is this the rise of Kofi? Yes. This okay. is the, and I didn't, I had no, I, I didn't realize that when I mentioned it to him, but me and Barry both mentioned this, this one to him. And so we decided to go with that one. But yeah, this is the beginning of Kofi mania pretty much. Very cool. Yeah. Well, um, 
the elimination chambers all kind of run together. Like yep. when I saw the poster and all the guys involved, I'm like, oh, it looks good. But I, I had no recollection of this whatsoever. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was a good match, though. Yeah. So um, check that out and check out their sports podcast as well. Absolutely. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric dropping shows over there. Check that out. Definitely. Uh, the Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Uh, Boots to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Absolutely. Which are expecting twins any day. Yes. That's yeah. going to be so cool. I think they're a little less than a month away. You know? Yeah, man. I mean, it's- I, well, I saw him post pictures of like... Uh, like the baby, I don't know what they're called, like the car seats maybe, yeah. the baby carriers. So it, it could happen any time. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for them. I know they're excited too. I'm sure she's just ready to get those babies out of I it. would imagine so. Yeah, because yeah. I, I could not imagine. Just the back pain of just oh, yeah. carrying that weight around. My well, God. I can't imagine being pregnant's fun anyway. Carrying yeah. two would have to be just hell. Yeah, Straight up hell. I heard yeah. her on the podcast this past week talking about how uh, – like her ankles are just constantly swollen, or her feet are constantly oh, swollen. I'm, I'm like, sure. Oh, that just sounds terrible. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to them having their having their twins. Absolutely. Uh, let's see what else we got. Wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. And make sure to check out his Chop Shop. In fact, I got a Chop Shop package arriving hopefully tomorrow. So oh hell yeah! Hopefully uh, UPS doesn't screw the poo- or USPS doesn't screw the pooch again. You know how many times I've had a package supposed to arrive and it's like delayed for no reason? Those bastards. Suck. God. Well, USPS has kind of got an open door policy where we can just walk in there and be like, hey, where the hell is this package? Do they have that? I mean, you can walk in there and ask them where the hell the package is. but Yeah, but I don't think they have to. Good luck figuring out which, which USPS it's at. You can go there with a tracking number and they still won't answer any questions. Yeah. Because they probably, if it's not in that specific facility, they probably have no idea. I remember one time I had a stolen package in my last residence. Like, legit, and I legit think it was stolen. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. And it was actually two of our shirts yeah. that, like, that we had made and I ordered. And um, so, luckily, Pro Wrestling Tees, like, just redid them. But, yeah, they didn't have to do that. But, you know, I have the tracking number. Of course, the lady's like, you have a tracking number? And I'm like, yeah. And she's standard in. She goes, well, it says it was delivered. And I'm like, I know I checked it myself. I'm just yeah. saying it wasn't right. Well, it says it was delivered. I'm like, I know like you're not helping me. Like clearly mm. something happened. Another way to do it says delivered. Did you check um, the, the porch? And I'm like, Oh my God, I never thought to check yeah. the porch. Yeah. Dumbass. Did you check your neighbor? <laughs> yeah. And pretty much all the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it sucks. Um, also check out pulling up a chair with our buddy, Tim over at a chair shot night of the nerdy laser podcast. And uh, catching up with Aaron and Daniel. And then, of course, our other podcast that we produce, you know, it's Fake Ride, dropping a new episode every Monday. This past week had the one and only Jason Wolf on the show. Absolutely. No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Yeah. Apparently he's making music now. Yeah, you know, uh, this whole this whole, uh, this whole season, now that, now that Moonlight Studios has taken over the studio, um, there's a lot more podcasting people coming in and out. And one thing that I've kind of noticed and Bill's kind of noticed is that uh, things kind of get left behind, you know, mm-hmm. people forget things and sometimes it's kind of big things. And this past week, somebody forgot their synthesizer and, uh, Bill decided he would have some fun with it. And, uh, you know, I, was I'm, it Daryl Philbin's I'm no, nah, it wasn't his. No, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I mean, I haven't seen him, but I mean, it's, uh, I, it's one of those things like, I'm glad everybody out there enjoyed it, but you know, it, it really, uh, 
he kind of weaponized it against me, you know, would kind of start singing over me while I was trying to talk and things like that and just really just irritating the hell out of me. And uh, it was it was bad. But, you know, Zelly, luckily she was there to take it take it away from him. But uh, now he's now he's looking to purchase a uh, synthesizer for the show. So that might become a thing. How do you get wrapped up with these people, man? I don't know. I don't either. You know, I've been on a losing streak breaker. You really have. Like for the last 36 years. Don't don't buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> uh, of course, also check out the TV Toy Cast every Thursday with me and Travis Fowler. And then, of course, you can check out all of Bane's music over on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get all your tunes, including his new single, The Freaks. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, Outsiders Beard Co. If you got a beard or know someone has a beard, check out some Beard Balm, Beard Oil, all those beard products, and uh, hop onto the Twitter machine for uh, Bane's Brew. Yes. Still, is there still some available? Still a few available. So if you would like it, it's going to stay up there, but only available through Twitter. It's going to stay up there until it's sold out. So if you want to check out Bane Brew Hazelnut, Snickerdoodle. Yum. I mean, don't it, eat it, but yeah, yeah, and and then um, you know, like brown sugar was the other scent. I mean, my God, you can't get much better than that. You can't actually. Soda. He he told me he was like, I don't know what it was, but he's like, when I put it in my beard, it kind of smelled like blueberry, like blueberry pie. I was like, huh, yeah. I mean, I can assure you, there's no blueberry in there, <laughs> but like that's that's a. Uh, that's, Soda, are you sure that you didn't have a little blueberry Pop-Tart? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a keto-friendly blueberry no, Pop-Tart but stuck in your beard? It's one of those things where, like, sometimes when those scents come together, they kind of make interesting little combinations. Yeah. And so, uh, it's, it, I mean, it very well could could smell like that. I could mean, be. It's one thing. I, I'll, have to, I'll have to re-smell it, see if I can catch that. Catch the blueberry. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, of course, you can pick up all of our T-shirts over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com. What a maneuver.net search by store for Breaker Remains Power Hour, Bane, TV Toycast. Yep. You know, doing the favor, fully posable, positively pro wrestling podcast, Tales from the Estate. So many others. A lot of us have t shirt stores over there, including GBM, Dobro, and others. So yeah. grab shirts, support all of us. Anything else, man? Uh, that's it. You know, real quick, shout out to Dobro, shout out to GBM, shout out to Nick Haddix. Shout out know. to Steve Hoker. Shout out to Nate from Ring Skirts. Yes. Shout out to Ethan Chambers. Ethan, he, he just had a birthday. He did. Happy yeah. his birthday, same day as my dad's. Is it? Yeah. Dude, happy birthday to both of y'all. Absolutely. Uh, happy or uh, shout out to how about Mike the Cleaner? We yeah. already talked about him. Shout out to Soda Hunter. What a profit. Drew Vinsel. We mentioned his podcast, but it's always cool to shout out Drew Vinsel. Tara Lynch. Tara Lynch. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of good ones out there. Yep. It's, uh, uh, Sammy Evans. How about shout out to him? Yeah. Shout out to Richard Yule from uh, Night of the Nerdy Laser. Absolutely. Lots of good people out there. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? Good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it, sicker.
Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.